I'm Jay Thomas, and welcome back to Bald Tires, a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. This is part two of an eclectic collection and other shenanigans with my guest, Chad Armbruster. Now, if you missed the first part of this podcast, you can find it in exactly the same spot that you found this one. All the major podcast players have got bald tires right there for you, all the episodes that we've done so far. Now, we talked about uh, the start of Chad's career and what made him into a car guy last episode. Today, we're going to keep the conversation going and chat about some of Chad's favorite cars over the years, some of the incredible builds he's done, and trust me, there's lots of laughs coming up. So stick around. I'm Jay Thomas. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires. Because when you make great memories, you make bald tires. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Connexus. Connexus Credit Union is all about their members. Improving their financial well-being drives everything they do. And that's not just something that they say. It's a promise that's delivered by over 900 employees across Saskatchewan. Their employees are members too, and they've been there. So they're committed to making your money work for you. The banking industry needs to change, and Connexus is changing it for everyone. Because Connexus cares. Visit Connexus.ca to learn more. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is also supported by Direct West. Are you a business owner looking for new avenues to promote your business? Direct West's digital billboards are a great opportunity to highlight a new product, new promotion, or anything else you'd like your customers to know about. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. All right, let's pick things up with Chad in the Shield Coating Shop. This is a kind of a strange question, but what kind of car guy would you call yourself? And I ask you that because I see kind of a rusty rat rod in this corner and yeah. I see a pretty shiny it's a Chev or GM truck which is it <laughs> it's a Chev it's a Chev yeah over in that corner yeah and I know you've got some other stuff at home yeah so or are you an everything guy huh I think the only thing I could say that I like I'm car I'm truck I'm like even van and uh, like everything yeah right? yeah I guess I'm Chevy right I, okay that's a boat is fine-tuned as I can get like I have respect for the rest you know and and I help and and I want to learn more about the rest yeah but yeah deep down inside uh, it's <laughs> it's a uh, heartbeat blue Chevrolet that's for sure but yeah I do have respect for all of them yeah you know and a, a Cadillac is in my blood well yeah you've got some caddies right Cadillacs yeah so are they are they Patinaed Cadillacs, or are we talking bright chrome, perfect paint Cadillacs? Uh, got both, actually. Both. Got, got okay. Mama in, a, in the perfect Cadillac, yep. you know, the cherry red Cadillac. That's her daily driver. Really? And uh, yeah, I got a 68 DeVille, and that one is uh, nicknamed the Rattalac. Okay, yeah. That, that's the. Uh, people call it the gobstopper because it's you know it just it looks like it's got every color on it, and it's got some rust and everything, but I've got it low. It's fun to just get in and drive and yeah with all this you know everybody's got shiny stuff and everything i have more fun in this thing and the more looks the more thumbs up you know every time i come up with a with another vehicle or another design of of changing something it it surprises me at you know, I think, oh, I'm going to go so outrageous. Everybody's going to hate this. And, and it's going to be so much fun to have people come up and say, you know, why would you do that to such a blank car or a truck? Yeah. You know, and then to have it ex completely explode in my face and have people take photos of it and tag me on social media. And wow, what a great looking car. Like, 
do you not realize how rusty like this car is 50 plus years old and it was neglected for 49 of those years and now i'm just coming in and yeah i've washed it and you know but be careful you don't get too close you know like the patina can hurt you on this car it's not fake patina that's real patina There are, there are definitely, though, I, I would say a group of car guys and gals, uh, not separating people, but, like, there are, there are the users and there are what I would call the preservers. Yes. And I'm, mm. I think you're a, like, you're a drive-it-use-it kind of guy, right? I do, yeah. Uh, the shiny stuff, yeah, you just leave it at home in the garage and take it on ice cream trips and... Because you, you think, oh, God, I'm going to have to clean the bugs off that. Yeah. Or, oh, you know, what if a wheel, what if I scrape a wheel? Oh, God, that would hurt my feelings. And, or somebody opens a door against yeah, mine and puts yeah, a ding into it. Yeah. Can we park, like, 93 kilometers away and just, you know, how are you, babe, how are you with walking to the mall? <laughs> you know, because if we leave now, we could likely get there by tomorrow. But do you have a car like that that you treat it that way? Um. Like we're kind of making likely, fun of that. But likely my Camaro yeah. would be, um, yeah, that car like has always been, your, your psyche. Stay, stay away from it. Don't, you know, it's in the, the container. It's safe. Yeah. You know, if I move it, you know, oh, watch out. Everybody, oh, careful, careful. You know, oh, don't do that. Uh, you know, heaven forbid you put a scratch on it. And, and, you know, coming to the realization that more damage has happened to that car in storage and me being so cautious like i can't remember the last time something bad happened to it outside like i've had a light fall on it in storage i've had a um a uh, cable for an overhead door snap and it came and took a chunk like a it chipped the back like oh no yeah more stuff has happened to that poor car in safe storage than me driving it ever ever I guess we have to appreciate some of the guys and gals, though, that do take care of those cars like that. Yep. Because they're also the ones that are giving us a supply yep. of amazing cars 50 and 60 and 70 years later. Yeah. Right? Like, there are these... I don't, I don't even mean barn finds where something's pushed into a, pushed into a barn and forgotten about. Yeah. There are cars that are coming out of garages now. Yeah. Somebody who passes away and he's been a one-owner car of a 69 Camaro or a, yep. you know... a a rich, you know, first year Mustang or whatever. Yeah. And the thing's perfect, right? Yeah. So I guess we have to appreciate those people in, in some regard because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're we, preserving history in a way. We get stuff to look at. Yeah, right. I mean, in, so in there, the future, there yeah. is part of that. I think there's also, you know, a lot of people who put so much money into a car oh. that like it, it becomes undrivable. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's probably, you probably fall into that. I, I interviewed a guy, a great guy named uh, Russ, who, who said the same thing where he started off building a car, but he overbuilt it so far that he just really couldn't even drive it. Yeah. Because it's, it's so perfect. Yeah. Like and, you and can't it's drive your it. dollars, you know, your hard earned money that took it to make it look like that. And it's your vision. Like I want it to look like blank and I've built it. Yeah. This is it. It's in front of me. I don't need any more. That's what I wanted to see. I didn't buy it or build it so that I could please other people. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've built it because this is what I wanted to see. And I have it. What more do I need? If I want to, you know, go and take a look at it, it's right there. It's safe. It's clean. And I just go look at it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm pleased. Yeah. Perfect. Success. See, I find myself in the middle of all this. Kind yeah. of a bit of all the camps. And what I mean is, I've got an old car, my 69 Buick, 
and it's really original, and yeah. I really want to preserve it, but I still can't help myself. I want to enjoy it, and I feel like it's a time machine because in my case, it's a, it's a really original car. It's, there's, yeah. there's been no hot rodding done to it. There's nothing, there's, I mean, besides, I don't know, Pertronics underneath the distributor cap. Yeah. That's the only thing that's not factory, right? Yeah. So when I drive it, I get to go back in time. I get to drive a car from 1969, the way it was Perfect. meant to feel or the way it felt then, right? Yeah. So, okay, I, I kind of, but I, I want to drive it. Yeah. But I also want to park it 93 kilometers away in the parking lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Keep I, an eye on I got to kind of like, like, it's like a balancing act for me, like drive it enough so I can enjoy it, but I don't yeah. want to like mile the shit out of it or I don't want to, don't want to cream it or, yeah. you know, have some jerk running. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. Something. So, stay away from my car. Yeah. <laughs> stay yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the title of this episode. Stay away from my yeah. car. Hey, it's like, kid, get off my lawn. Yeah. Hey, get away from my car. <laughs> so if we, if you had, you, you've got a ton of cars, give me some of your favorite ones you've owned. Like, let's talk about some of those. Favorite ones I've owned. Because there's got, the like, so... there's got to be some ones that just stand out and go, oh man, I love that car. Yeah. Or I, I wish I wish I wouldn't have got rid of it. <laughs> I had, I've always, one of my first rigs, trucks that I bought with intention of restoration was uh, a manipulated 67 small window, original short box, two-wheel drive truck. Mm. And somebody had done a whole bunch of Bondo to it. The front end was all one one piece welded together. Oh, wow. Like the headlights, the rad, the, everything was affixed to this assembly. So when you flip the front end forward, it was just an engine. And a frame. And a frame. Oh, cool. Yeah, so there was no rad in the way. There was, like, everything was hidden. It was pretty neat. And it was, uh, you know, it would have been a show vehicle at one time. Uh, and it in the back window, it had uh, Ain't Your Problem, I think. Or Not Your Problem, I think. And it was hand-painted on the window. <laughs> cool. And I was, oh, neat. So I, I bought the truck. I think I bought it for three or 400 bucks. And it was, you know, it was damaged. It was a wreck. But it was a 67 Chevy short box factory. Yep. And I'd put an engine into it and done some burnouts with it. And, and then, you know, life changes. And I was like, you know, I'm not selling the Camaro. Yeah. But this poor truck, you know, I haven't touched it for a year. I think I sold it for 75 bucks. And I'm still trying to hunt that truck down. <laughs> I would love to have that truck back. And it'd be worth a lot more now. Even destroyed, you, you just buy a cab now, right? You just, whatever yeah. it needs for tin, you just buy it. That's right. So, you know, it would be an expensive build. But that would also be that unit that got away that I wish I would have kept. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've got a bit of a soft spot for small back-windowed 67 Chevys for that. I've really? Done, yeah, I've likely done five or six or seven or eight of them since. And even now I've got how many? Uh, well, I've just got one right now. But uh, yeah, always try to have a 67 small window in the, in the fleet just in case. Have you, have you built stuff? just to flip it or, or or what's what's been your trend i should say you know, i i guess i i have built to make stuff better with the intention of not owning it i don't really get into calling it a flip no okay because i'm still putting it together the way you would do it the way i would do it for you yeah right? I, I will change some things because uh somebody might not like that as much as I do, but I don't really care because yeah. there's an ass for every seat. Yep. Sometimes, um, you know, most of the stuff, I don't do a whole bunch of advertising for sale of stuff, yeah. but you know, been in this city for a long time where 
you know, somebody will just, I'll just get a phone call out of the blue. Hey, I was talking with this person and they said, you always have like a something like I'm looking for one of these. And if I don't have it, I can usually get you in the right direction <laughs> to get you into somebody's hands that has something like what you're looking for. But yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely put something together, uh, the way I like it. And yeah, there's an ask for every seat, but what, not somebody with the, will find it. Not with the intention of actually keeping it for forever though, right? Like you built no. it not because yeah, you knew you true. weren't you knew you weren't gonna keep it for forever. Yeah. So it's have some fun with it, enjoy yeah. it, and then on to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. How, you, how it goes. And that to to make that work, you know, it's sweat equity. Like not very often like for a long time. I didn't rely on anything or anyone. I had to do it within my circle, you know, trying to do fabric and, you know, trying to put a windshield in a vehicle, you know, well, painting something. I'll do it all. Don't worry about it. It's pretty hard to make a whole pile of money doing a lot of that, right? Yeah, Because, exactly. I mean, we all know a lot of the, a lot of classic cars or builds, whatever you want to call it, whatever way you want to look at it, yeah. they got more money into them than they're actually worth as a car. That happens most often, right? Every time. Yeah. Every time. Every right? time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no getting out of that scenario. If you're not doing it yourself, it's right. Uh, you're going to be upside down in it before you're before you even put fuel into it for the first time. Unless you find some miracle deal, right? Yeah. Unless you get the car for nothing to start with, or whatever the case is. But yeah. So okay, give me another one. Give me another favorite. Favorite. Um, I had put together. I bought from a, from a farmer, a 67 small window. It was a cabin chassis, you know, okay. just green had a, it was factory V8 factory manual four speed, had a PTO, everything on it. <laughs> PTO. Yeah. And it was, it was a farm truck, but low K wasn't rusted at out at all. Really? And, uh, I kept that kind of in my back pocket for bitch. I had it for two years and I would start it like it didn't have a box or anything on yeah. it, but it was a running driving dually nice truck long, kind of a weird looking long chassis. And I thought this thing would look neat if I put the semi wheels onto it. That's when the, the 22s and the 22.5s mm, and the yep. 24s were pretty big on trucks. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to build a set and then being in the wheel industry, I made it, you know, just that little bit different where it, it looked a bit different and it was, it was built correctly where I felt comfortable with it. And I was like, you know, like if somebody were to do a big wheel conversion, this is how it has to be yep. done uh, to make it safe. It's a lot of unsprung weight. People don't understand that, you know, when you buy a vehicle and, you know, the car is built, the vehicle is built around an X, you know, this area weighing so much well you triple that and you don't compensate for it uh-huh that's when things get dangerous that's when you know classic vehicles are a threat on the roads. so so yeah i did a big wheel package and then i bought another grain truck with a wooden box i remember this build actually yep. yeah. and i cut the wooden box all the shit and and lowered it down over top of the chassis to make it look extremely low and uh, i had a friend in the wood industry he's a fine uh, like a Finnish cabinet maker. Oh, wow. And, you know, amazing with wood. And I said, what should we do in the bed of this grain box? Because it's just, it, that's what all that was yep. left. It was just a, the sides. And I had to do something to cover all the suspension. And he's like, let's do um, herringbone where, you know, and <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what that is, but let's do it. Yep. So, yeah, it took four guys uh, a Saturday and a Sunday. And it was only... 
you know, seven and a half feet by 11 feet long for people to do the, the bed of this truck. Like who does this stuff? Right. But yeah, it looked amazing it was. when it was done. And I, you know, I was like, wow, we, you know, I didn't have much to do with it. Like I held the tape measure a couple times yeah, and, uh, you know, learned a lot of, you know, how to make wood look correct and make it look like you didn't really do anything, but there was a lot hidden. Yeah. So that was interesting. And yeah, so that truck, you know, lowered, big wheels, patina paint. Um, a friend of mine nicknamed it Low Carb because, you know, it was a grain truck. But low it was Carb. Low, so nicknamed it Low Carb. And like, <laughs> it wasn't fancy by no means, just nice wheels, good stance, kind of a neat box, looked yeah. like a grain truck, but manipulated. So that was a fun truck. That was a fun build. Uh, not, you know, I'd never seen anything like it. What did and, it, what did it drive like though? Like uh, a grain it truck. Drove like a grain truck. Yeah. yeah. The big wheels and tires and the shocks and suspension that I'd put on to it helped a lot. Yeah. But it was still a full size one ton dually Chev. So <laughs> with know, a, with a manual transmission, you betcha. Yeah. So it would turn on a dime, but you'd owe it like $11 and 61 cents by the time you finally got it wheeled around. <laughs> It was great, you know, no fuel mileage, but it didn't matter. It, it was the look and I was proud to stand back and go, wow, like that, that looks neat. That's in my head what I wanted yeah, to see. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Have you ever owned something that was totally out of your wheelhouse? Have you ever bought something, a European sports car? Like yeah. you sound like, you sound like a Chevy yeah. guy or, a, or like a North American guy, right? Like that's a lot of what you've, you've done. Yeah. It was a BMW three series, a 78 BMW three oh, series two door. That's cool. It was sitting in a front yard of a house under a snowbank, and I knew it was there and I went and knocked on the door. It was the coldest day of the year. And I asked the lady, I was like, what's with the car under the snowbank?" And, and for whatever, you know, Oh, it was my ex-husband, whatever. And I was like, you know, how much you want for it? She's like, you give me 50 bucks for that car. You're, it's yours. You're kidding. I was like, let me go get my shovel and my 50. So yeah, cold as, cold as hell day. Bring my four by four and start digging this car out of the snowbank. 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. For a white two door BMW. You could have sold the friggin' wipers off that for $50. Yeah. yeah. So God, you know, it had dirty fuel in it. And I, at that time, of course, in the wheel and tire industry, so wheels and tires. And I think I sold the car for 1200 bucks. And yeah, that was one of my biggest grossing uh, vehicles that I'd ever put together. <laughs> like just, I'm rich, you know, I made 1200, or I sold it for 1200 bucks, <laughs> bought it for 75 bucks, but it was just, you know, why I picked that day to knock on that door and talk to the lady. And, right. And she must've just got off the phone with the ex and was pissed off the world. So yeah, <laughs> get that car out of here. And yeah, there was a void. It looked like an igloo when I pulled the car. Oh out my I, God. I just dug the bumper out, wrapped the chain around the bumper and just pulled it straight out. And yeah, left the void. There was for the rest of that winter, there was an igloo on that lady's front lawn. <laughs> Did you have to do a lot of work to it? Um, well, yeah, it was an older BMW, I think 70, 77 or 78. And it was a five speed and the fuel system had rotted off of it. And they have dual fuel tanks in the back and a hose connecting the two. Ooh, weird. And yeah, it was really goofy. Do you, car. Even have, do you even have metric tools, Chad? Or, or uh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it needed it for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's so it must've been like pretty, but all that stuff is weird though. I mean, yeah. for somebody listening right now, who's a BMW guy, they're used to all of it, yeah. but especially back in the seventies and eighties, yeah. the European stuff, uh, the, the, you know, the Japanese stuff, 
it was all different than American stuff and set up differently. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, wasn't accepted quite yet. The German stuff is strange, yeah. you know. That's even kind of... To, to today, there's different, you know, things that they do. But, I mean, it's yeah. sort of getting more normalized more and more kind of thing. But yeah. there was some weird <laughs> engineering, some over-engineering stuff that they did. Yeah. Okay, give me another favorite. Another favorite would likely be... Um, Oh boy. Uh, another car that went across that got shown at uh, SEMA okay. was a uh, 33 Ford built by a local builder here in town. Yeah. Um, it was his personal 33rd vehicle. Whoa. Yeah. So he had, he had built, uh, been part of lots of cool cars that he had put together and like from. Uh, he had kind of the most, the neatest one that stood out is was an anniversary or a 67 Camaro, I believe. And it was a pace car for Indianapolis. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and houndstooth interior, really beautiful car, really neat car. Yeah. 32 or 33 high boy Ford with an aluminum engine block that hmm. I helped polish. And, uh, and then it came around to this, to his 33rd vehicle and it was a 33 Ford neat car dry lakes they had you know it was it had an artist rendering oh. you know so we could we all saw what this car was going to look like when it was done and yeah same thing got to deal a lot with the wheel and tire package on that lots of custom polishing uh and then got to see that car unveiled again at the sema booth in or at the ford booth at sema in vegas and got to be part you know photos and uh, once again meet all the celebrities and yeah. yeah that that car blew everybody's doors off because nobody was building stuff uh nobody could still touch that car it's so so beautiful so timeless you know uh salt lakes racer so beautiful so uh we touched on some of these but give me what's in your garage right now right now yep. i've got my son's camaro uh, getting the engine swapped on that one, getting it ready. Yep. Uh, got a 72 Oldsmobile with a 350 rocket. Fairly calm. I did fuel injection on it, redid the interior. You know, uh, it had been, I, we did a paint job on it a few years ago. So uh, that one is the turnkey ice cream car. Yep. You know, uh, usually pretty clean. Wheels are usually pretty clean on it. So <laughs> I know that if... The, the paint's shiny on that yeah, one. If at any time I needed to grab a clean car, yeah. I know that one, I can jump into that one and, and, and rip in it at any time. Gotcha, so, yeah. So yeah, those ones are in the primary. That's the, the daily driver, daily... Uh, reminder that a you know I've got a car that I can drive and b I've got a driver that's going to be asking for <laughs> a car soon so I'm keeping it close and ready and you know even to drop an hour with it um, and may, you know bring the boy out and say you know this is what we got to do you know here's this you know how do you think this is going to go together because you know at 15 I, yeah I had dropped a few engines into a few toys and seeing what it looks like uh -huh. when you puke a connecting rod out of a <laughs> out of an oil pan so i've been there done that saw it all so a couple of cadillacs yeah mama's daily driver cadillac uh, my 68 the big rattlelock i've got a hers is 15, what year uh hers is a 99 oh cool. Eldorado. so the two-door two -door v8 i i'm a big v8 proponent north I, star I, v8 yeah, yeah you betcha 
So I, I like having V8s and everything just because bet the, it makes it easier for oil filters. Bet, bet <laughs> you the gas station loves you too, hey? Uh, not too bad, V8s actually. and everything? With, uh, <laughs> you know, there was a time where you didn't care, and but now at a buck, 35 a liter <laughs> yeah. you know and thus fuel injection right well i'll put some fuel injection on this one and it does it makes a you know does an it? immediate difference uh it's turnkey it'll get the best mileage the you know these old rigs will ever have yeah so yeah so yeah i got those ones sitting there playing around i got a 50 uh 50 deluxe so a four-door chev car cool yeah that uh that was a car that I wanted, I've, I've driven old vehicles before, but they've always had, you know, radial tires or this has been changed or now has disc brakes. I wanted to have a 19 blank and drive it as a 19 blank. So you have so, a time machine then? Exactly. Like yeah. my car. 1950, it's still six volt. Or no, sorry. The only thing we did was 12 volt conversion. Wow, that uh, doesn't really change the experience. No, but uh, right? yeah, it's still got a generator for charger. The yeah. starter's still the same. Yes, it's got different headlights, but uh, you know the interior is, is as ugly as it can be. It's a two foot car like it's a standard but you always got to have one foot ready to go to the other pedal because you got to hit the brake or you got to feather the gas a little bit and like so. no power brakes no no power steering negative three like three on the tree three on the tree right gotcha. yeah everybody's so got to try that this is the like in a while. rather involved driver vehicle yeah, yeah exactly and, and same thing you know throw the kids into it i put some seat covers onto it and we drive it as a 1950. No, there's no signal lights. No, there's no seat belts. You know, we die like men we here. We die like men here. Yeah. <laughs> probably, are there even reverse lights on it? I don't think uh, so. It does. Does it? Yes, it does have a reverse light on it. Yeah. I have, okay, I have to admit something. I'm a car guy. I've never driven a three on the tree vehicle yet. Really? Never had the, never had the chance. Oh, yeah. Just you never wrap had... your head around it. It's, uh, well, it's yeah. interesting to have your hands on the steering wheel and then to shift you just have to move your hand a little bit and put it right back on the steering yeah wheel. i like it because it's two hands there's no driving a 1950 chevy car with one hand at 12 o'clock like oh this is easy no she's a two-hander you got to stay ahead of these things you see gotta you be, be alert you really surprised me because you are an everything guy you've got an original car a yep. couple yeah You've got some stuff that's a little modified. You've got something that's really shiny that you wouldn't want to scratch. You've got some stuff that's rusty and ugly. You've got some, yeah. like, it's all of it, you know? Like, you, you yeah. kind of fall Cars, in love trucks, with, with yeah. all of it, which is, <laughs> you don't get that with every car person, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. think about it. There are, like... Get, yeah, and you're in a situation where you do, you know, you, you can have the gambit of questions like here's what i'm gonna ask the next uh person that i have on <laughs> so yeah you do get you know why well, just i like this or i like that well, but i yeah, think i just i just the, notice people the swath they have yeah you have a swath a lot of people have just sort of a style they like yeah or a particular kind of they're into trucks they're not really into cars they're into trucks or they're into cars but they only like original stuff and they really don't care for stuff that's modified yeah. or there's guys that only are really into heavily modifying oh, something interesting. you know tubbing it out and or there's guys that they're into what's you know kind of over here the the rat rod thing that's really yeah. their thing they're really not into shiny paint and things like that right you know oh, and yeah. chrome you got it all look at that you've I, got it all God, just hitting 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 me at home here. Holy. <laughs> Didn't realize Kate, who I was. Are we missing anything else? There's another truck, right? You said there's 67. 
Yeah, a 67 Chevy. That's kind of the yard truck. It's got a deck on the back, hydraulics. Yeah. So, yeah, we can, I haul water with it. I do everything with it, so. And then what's in here? Those are yours too? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's more fleet. I've got, well, the, the rat rod is one of the fleet. And then I've got uh, a modern uh, Ford behind it. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm starting to feel a little verklempt here. I've got starting to realize that you're hitting me on the head. Am I that readable? Oh no, <laughs> I like everything. What's wrong with me? You like everything? No, that's good. Ugh. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think no, that's like the ultimate car guy thing because you yeah. can appreciate and like everything or try it all or yeah, you know. Um, what's the story with that with that Chevy back there? That orange. The big orange machine. Oh, that's a monster. That part, uh, that truck was built here in Saskatoon, 2006, 2007. Yeah. You know, locally painted, uh, locally tuned, locally built. You know, that, that truck went through, you know, 12 or 14 different shops to get it to that situation that it's in now where it is an absolute monster. Big block, fuel injected. Um, you know, the dealer took care of the engine, a local transmission shop did the tranny, uh, all the fuel injection was done by a local fuel injection guru, you know, paint was done at, uh, the dealership here in, at a dealership here in town. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the more, the longer that I have it and the longer that people see it, the more people will, will talk about it online or, you know, oh, I, you know, that I put the windshield in that truck in, oh, in 2007. And, you know, there was no dash in it then. And wow, it sure is neat, you know, to see how many people it took to put the truck together. And then it went, it went off grid for, you know, 15 years oh. and was in a personal collection yeah. and just sat and yeah, it got driven a couple times, but same thing, just an ice cream getter, you know, lots of investment into it. Yeah. You know, I just, me and mama take it for ice cream. And so that's what you do with it now too, right? Yeah, it pretty much. It doesn't yeah. do any heavy lifting. Yeah. Then. And you know, I've cussed, I've polished it now and, and done shield coatings to it and we've ceramic coated the paint. So it's even now it's another one of those where, you know, like we've done everything to protect it, but oh well, don't drive it. Like, what's wrong with you? So you don't drive these things now that you've done all this work to them. So if you're looking for pictures of what we're talking about, uh, jtomasauto.ca, and you're also going to see it up on Facebook and stuff like that. Well, I'll take some pictures of that of that Chevy truck. It's pretty cool. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, okay, tell me about the rat rod over here. You got a, you got a Ford in amongst all the Chevy yep. stuff. I what what changed your mind that way? Um, I think it came down to like watching the, the rat rod, you know, even the TV shows, the local guys building cool rat rods and like there's twin turbos in town and ratty and, and I, I wanted to be part of that game. I'd build lots of wheels and been part of lots of those builds and, and help these guys out yep. doing this stuff and sourcing parts and doing uh, custom custom part polishing and blowers and into like just I'm I was so part of it and I realized that I I know I'm maybe I'm kind of getting left out maybe this is a little bit more fun than everybody's making it seem like so started the process and I thought if I'm you know you got to build a Ford it's got to be a, a an old Ford Model A or a Model T mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'd been part when Kelvin was still alive at the shop, we'd put together a tea bucket yep. and kind of ran the same chassis and it had a Cadillac engine in it. So, you know, hit right on all the notes, had wire wheels. It was just, it was a good rat rod. Yep. 
And I thought if I, if I had to do it, I better do it Ford. And if I'm doing it Ford, I'm doing it all Ford. Well, and you explained to me you're a symmetry kind of guy. Yes. That was the word you used. Yeah, I, so if you're going like, to do a Ford, it's going to have a Ford powertrain in it. Yes. It's got to be right. It's right. got to be all the way. And, and everybody, everybody knows that it's hard to do a Ford. It, you know, the engines are tricky. You know, it's a lot more work to do that. The transmissions are tricky. Mm. And, and the differentials are probably the easiest part of the whole program. And I thought, well, if I'm doing it, I got to wreck it all. So, yeah, Ford flathead, Ford transmission, a Tremec 5-speed, and then a Ford 9-inch in the back. Yep. You know, 29 Model A Ford body. Everything was Ford. I couldn't I couldn't slip up and throw a Chevy engine in it because, well, yeah, of course you put a Chevy in it and puffy-chested all over the place. <laughs> no, I, I hated myself the whole program. And I keep on saying that Ford is a four-letter word that starts with F. Because the whole time through the project, it's like, I have to do what now? You know, why do I have to do that? Well, it's because you're trying to do this and and then nobody makes that part. So I get to make it. And well, what about a clutch? Well, nobody does a flywheel. Okay, well, I'll make that. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, mid plate because nobody made an adapter to go from this transmission to this engine. So had to make an adapter plate for it. So every time I turned around, I was like, I know why people don't put Fords and Fords anymore. And you'll always find a Chevy underneath the hood of all these Ford pickups. Well, there's stuff, so, so there is so much of that aftermarket stuff. That yeah. has just been created over the years yeah. for the for the good old Chevy 350, yeah. and and then to mate it to anything else or to put yeah. whatever carb you want or whatever intake you want or like there's just a billion aftermarket parts for that engine, right? A billion and, and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've counted. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like for Ford, it's just it's not quite there, right? Yeah, yeah. They've got it all, but. You know, well, is your, you know, is your engine pre-76 or was it, you know, 81 or newer? Or was it the three years where they had this head on that engine, you know, with this crank in order to have that intake with this plate for that, for the left-hand starter <laughs> and not the right? I, there's, you know, two ways, there's two ways to look at that, that though, right? Yeah. Either, either you can say that, like, yeah, Ford's a bit nuts for that. Yeah. Or you can say Chevy's a bit crazy for making the same thing for 50 years. <laughs> 50 plus yeah, years. Yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the simplicity is there. Like, I've got a whole new respect when I see, you know, a, a Ford vehicle with a Ford engine or even a, you know, a Ford engine in, in anything. Yeah. Because I, yeah, been there, done that. I know what that takes to get it there and how you, for lots of stuff, you can't just go buy that part. Yeah. You know, you got to find the guy, you know, in the eighties who did this, who built that, you know, and try to find one of those old pieces from that, uh, to yeah. copy or yeah. yeah, to make one of, right. Except that everybody was doing this. This all happened in history exactly. with the she with the Chevy stuff, yeah. just that it became an industry, yeah. right? So all these kind of custom made parts just yeah. be became produced Damn at you, some Vic point. Vic Edelbrock, how dare you right? make all these parts? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that thing is like super light. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's a two by four chassis there. It's bare bones. Like I just got the one seat in it, you know, custom made floor pan for it. But from the outside, yeah, there's no fenders. There's no cowl or no hood uh, to cover the cowl. Everything's exposed. Uh, yeah. Everything was kind of done on the trying to do it as correctly 
as I think they would have done it in the 60s. And all I've got to re- refer to is the, the old Hot Rod magazines yep. and seeing them like going to the big shows in the States, uh, being part of the stuff in, in California with the Grand National Roadster mm-hmm, Show, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas show for SEMA, doing a couple of the Lone Star Roundups in Texas, like being part of the, like, the genres all over. I haven't done a whole bunch of East Coast stuff, but uh, I think don't there's not quite as much east coast yep classic car like maybe miami getting into the donks and the (laughs) you know some of the the higher end uh modern cars yeah right uh yeah seeing it and trying to integrate it and take everything that uh, i've learned over the years about classic cars and what not to do well you even you even included and i i pointed this out because i think it's awesome because the thing to do in the 60s with a hot because they weren't rat rods and they were hot no, rods that right was, yeah that was they were shiny car. they were shiny they yeah. weren't rusty they were shiny but hot rods in the 60s was to use buick brake drums finned aluminum brake drums yeah. right or you said the lincoln ones right yeah, either either because those were the, the best brakes of the time yeah they were the biggest you know it was you had to stop these big land yachts somehow yeah and yeah you just put a bigger brake on it and made the wheels stick out so that you could put an even bigger brake on it so exactly yeah, these these young guys would grab that and and it was a simple system very simple bolt on and it was aluminum so it was lightweight it was serviceable and if they wanted to uh instead of chrome plating stuff yeah just polish it and it's shiny done but, but you hit a set of brake drum brake rotors and and uh calipers inside of these old brake yeah. drums yeah um like i said from the side i wanted it like other than the fairly modern wheels on it yeah uh i wanted people to look at it and go like you can't tell that it's got an electric fan on it. You can't tell that it's got, you know, a brand new five-speed transmission. Like, Underneath of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got an ugly shifter for that reason. You know, it's got a big, ugly ca- uh, fan shroud on the front for that reason. Yep. So trying to hide everything and still be able to to show um, prowess, I guess, or to what? be proud of how they did it. And, you know, I would love to see an old boy come up in a you know, with a cane and go like, what the hell have you done to this thing? Like, <laughs> that was a beautiful 29 Model A, you know, and then, but I love what you did, right? Yeah. You know, everything's right on it. And then to show them, you know, well, it's got disc brakes hiding in the front. And because, you know, you're, there's so much to look at that if, you're not going to see those things that I've tried to hide. If you so. think about it, if you think about it, what they were doing at that time yeah. was taking the best performance parts they could get and stuff them into an old car. Yeah. And you're just doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're, you're trying to find those parts and right. pieces now. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, like, that's why you're putting, you're not just putting drum brakes on the front of this thing, yeah. Buick drum brakes. You're, you know, you put the calipers in there. But, you know, it's, it's essentially the same thing that they were trying to do back then, those guys. Yeah. There are a couple of hot rods driving around. Uh, and I don't remember the owner's name, but there is one in particular that's done just, it's, it's a new build, yeah. but it was done completely the way it would have been in the sixties. So Earth. it has, so it has, you know, doesn't have electric fans. Yeah. It's got the same, you know, V8, you've got the Ford V8 out of it and, yeah. uh, those big aluminum brakes and, but I mean, it's a little scary to drive. You I think. betcha they are. Yeah. You yeah, I'll be putting seatbelts in this stuff because, <laughs> you know, it, there there is the possibility, right? You you know, it, I'm, I tried everything to get it right and to make sure it's safe. And 
making sure rules are followed as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's still tough. Um, that the Cadillac. Tell me about a bit about that thing. Your Cadillac. Um, the oh, 60s. the Rattelac. The Rattelac, yeah. That car, I'd, I'd kept my eye on it in a backyard and yeah, kind of like on the edge of a field. The grass was up to the, to the mirrors on it and you couldn't even see the hubcaps. Uh, like I didn't even know if it had hubcaps on it, but um, it was a neighbor's place, an older gentleman. And, and I always kind of nudged him, you know, why don't you pull that Cadillac out of the bush and get that thing running instead of driving these modern Chev trucks. And, yeah. and he'd kind of giggle and uh, it was always, well, come and get the damn thing, get it off the property then if you want it so damn bad. You know, if you, if you think I should drive it, I want to see you drive it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I had bugged the guy quite a bit and, you know, two years goes by, three years goes by. And then, uh, I guess all of a sudden it gets serious where I was like, do you know what? That car is, should be saved. Like, even if it's just saved for the engine, cause it's got a 472 yep. and it's a Cadillac. And, you know, I see the, I see the value in, in the car. Yeah. You know, it might be rusty, but you know, there still could be stuff on it that might work for somebody. Right. So. Same thing going with, you know, this was summertime. So go with a lawnmower and cut all the tall grass around it and, <laughs> and, you know, find out, oh, it's still got the skirts on the back and oh. Oh, it's still got all the hubcaps and, you know, get the doors to finally open because they're all seized closed and the hinges are frozen and can't look under the, I don't even know if it's got an engine. He doesn't even know if it's got an engine. <laughs> so finally get around to it. And he's like, well, that thing will never run. And okay, whatever. So. It took me, uh, I think it took me about three or four hours just to simply get it uh, out of the ground. Because oh. it it's a big car. Yeah. Like it's a four-door, you know, 19 wow. and a half foot long. 5,000 pounds plus. Cadillac. Yeah. So the tires had all sunk into the ground. The rims have sunk into the ground. You know, and the frame had become part of the ground. It was just the, the twine, the twigs the grass it all intertwined into everything everything so, yeah yeah it took a, a i've had my big four by four hooked onto it it was a like tugs and tugs <laughs> and tugs and tugs. i ended up getting around to the other side of it thinking maybe i'll try to pull it the other way but finally got it broke free from the ground and got some air into the tires the tires still hold you know 10 or 15 pounds oh air. really and then yeah loaded it up took it to the house and same thing it was kind of a dare i thought i'm gonna get this thing running and drive it to his house like within a couple of days so <laughs> i spent about four or five hours on it that night and uh fuel tank had drained like i don't know if somebody had pulled the fuel out of it but looking inside the the gas tank it was clean dry no no rust so what are the chances of that uh, who knows because yeah, most of that stuff one and done for me most of that stuff is pushed into the bush with a quarter tank yeah. and it goes bad and turns to sludge and Tar. rust the hell out yeah, yeah right uh so that was step one didn't have to put a fuel tank into it so because i thought even if i had to i'd just throw a jerry can in the trunk and drive right? yeah yeah right so yeah got to check the fuel system fuel system was all good primed it wow good you know pulled the line off the carb pulled the carb off of it tinkered a little bit with the carb cleaned it up yeah and broom damn no. thing started yeah you're kidding yeah i had a little bit of d i poured some diesel down the throat and and let it sit with the diesel while i pissed with the other stuff so yeah got it got it running and idling by itself within 
hours. So really? put a little extra air into the tires. Didn't have brakes or anything. Couldn't <laughs> still couldn't open three out of four doors. But couldn't get the windows down. But I drove it past his house. And, You're kidding. And he's about three miles away from my place. So yeah, putted, gave him the honk honk. I didn't stop or anything because I couldn't, <laughs> and I didn't know if it would keep running or not. So yeah, got it, got it back to my place, and then I thought, yeah, do you know what I? I look underneath and, you know, it wasn't the frames in good shape. Like, really? I don't know how it survived. It shouldn't have. It should have been rotted from the door handles down. You know, yeah. the cab corner, or the uh, behind the wheels are rusty and gross. Yeah. You know? But other than that, like, it's just, it's patina, perfect patina all over the whole car. And all I got the windows, like, all power windows, power door locks, power seats. Really? Did you get and, all the work? Uh, yeah, you betcha. I Fixed a couple wires, pulled the seats out, threw Indian blankets over them, uh, and a pull, you know, kind of poor man upholstered yeah, it, yeah. and hog ringed them on so it looks like it it's as ugly as it could be. Yeah. Cut a whole bunch of spring out of it so it grinds and grunts even, you know, you drive over top of anything and it's bottoming out. But it, it rides <laughs> smooth. It's still a Cadillac. It's got oodles of power, three-speed transmission automatic, uh, I haven't charged the air in it yet. I'm a little cautious on charging up the air conditioning. How, how many buckets of mouse shit did you take out of it? It uh, wasn't hideous, actually, because I pulled the seats out, pulled the carpet out, and just pressure washed everything. Really? So, yeah. What, I think it it was so easy for them to get in the rear quarters and get out. They never um, bothered with the interior. Yeah. That's amazing, because that's, that's the worst part about an old car. Yeah. Especially one is plush and fluffy let's call it you know like a cadillac yeah. there was a yeah. lot of stuffing in those things right yes. yeah. that's like ugh, it just gives you the kind of the yeah uh, the heebie-jeebies gross. yeah gross yeah. what's Panta, here we come yeah what's crawling around in this thing how about the headliner did that have to come down or is it okay no nope. nope. really uh, all still original a little bit of water damage in the back but... how the hell long was it sitting there uh he said since 91 so okay 20 years 20 till, years till i pulled it out yeah that's amazing yeah and, and why? so long ago, he doesn't even remember, you know, where did this thing come from? And well, that's what I was going to ask is, you know, what is it with, with, with rural Saskatchewan? <laughs> okay, here's my little yeah, spiel. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah, you better watch it because I could resemble this <laughs> remark. <laughs> <laughs> why do so many cars just get pushed into the bush? I guess when you're done with them, you're done with them because, you know, there was a time where, you know, your old man, my old man, they, they would buy $25 cars. That's I guess. the value of it. And when you were done with your $25, you weren't looking for it back. You know, we put it over there, might steal something off it later. Okay, okay. I'm, I've always been curious just to the attitude. But yeah. then this is a mystery car because it runs. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Why was it parked? Why was it parked? Yeah. Why wasn't it just sold or... But then again, here you are, you got the car. It yeah. probably would have ended up in a demo derby and yeah. uh, it'd be long gone, right? <laughs> and, so Yeah, went through the cubby hole and found the original um, customer, the owner's name that bought the car new from really? the dealership and handwritten in the owner's manual like they did. Oh, and, cool. And, you know, and did a little bit of homework and found the family. And here the lady that the, the first owner of that car had passed away like a year and a half before I made the call to find out, you know, do you know this person? It was just a cold call. Yeah. And just for fun, you know, hey, I wonder if this family's still around. And yeah, the lady, I said, well, I've got a Cadillac here that was owned by a Lucille. Oh yeah, that was that was grandma. 
And I remember that car. Is it big, long, and green? I was like, yep, this is the car. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's like, actually, Grandma just passed away, you know, a year and a half ago. Aww. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, what about the old man? Oh, no, he's been gone long before that. So, you know, I thought it would have been kind of neat to roll into Grandma's driveway. And you know Mom would have known that was her old Cadillac, sure, right? for sure. She would have been like, that's my car. Yeah, no You know, doubt. take it for a ride, Mom. I don't care if you're 98 and blind. <laughs> can't wreck anything. Go. Take it for a tour. I'll tell you left and right. <laughs> the least I could do. Brakes and gas, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's so, you brakes had no brakes i'm assuming no yeah all the fluid had leaked out it had a couple rotted lines yeah. sitting in the ground so fix those up but know, still the, them still the original drums you betcha yeah okay yeah. yeah, four-wheel drum and doctor those up four new tires cleaned up the rims a little bit put the you know shitty old corroded hubcaps back on <laughs> threw the skirts back on it and you know shocks ah shocks are for losers <laughs> don't need those that's what the balance is for. That's right. Let it roll. Let it roll. Yeah. And that's, so that's, have you had to do anything else to it? Or it's pretty I have much. not. No. No. Windshield wipers work. And if we went to your house right now, it would just fire right up? Uh, yeah, you, it cranks for a little bit. Yeah. To get, because I'm guessing it, it's leaking down in the carb. Mm, yep. So yeah, you've got to crank it for 10, 15 seconds, but oh yeah, she'll go. And, and yeah, everybody knows Oh, you know, dad's going to want to take the rattle lock, right? That, that's my go-to. Is it really? Oh, yeah. The, the looks. the And I'll drive it even if it, there's a bit of snow on the ground. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It doesn't hurt the car's See, feelings. See, I, I would like to have an old car like that. Like, yeah. I love my old car, but it is that car that I'm like, skip I the snow. I better not take it off. Yeah. No, I, better, I mean, I'll be really honest. Yeah. They'll be mad at me, but I don't drive it when it rains. Like, oh, I don't. Yeah. The windshield oh, wipers it. work great. They never drove that car in the rain in 72, I promise. Probably not. You liar. That car got wet more than... <laughs> okay, but it's only got 40,000 miles on it. I bet you it didn't get very wet. Yeah, like it like got be... damp, but yeah, like they didn't see winter. No. If it's still oh. surviving. and Like you say, it's original yet, right? Right. Only original once. It's only oh, original oh, oh. once. So yeah. that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look after it, right? Yes. And, and I don't want to destroy it. I'm going wanna... to be the steward of her now. Exactly. exactly. Have you named it? No. What? I haven't. You shut your mouth. Blasphemy. I don't know what to... Before I see you again, you have to have a name for that car. Yep. And work okay, on it. Okay, what's the name for the 67 then? For, oh, Rattelac. Yeah, okay. Yeah, how about... The Rattelac. How about this This in here? The 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 Rat Rod. Uh, the you can't rat just call rod it Rat is, Rod. It has just been Rat Rod to date. But years ago when I started build, like it's been about a five-year project to get it to this stage. It started out uh, Bad Penny. That was going to be the name oh, of it. Oh, that's good. Or Pence. Bad Pence. Like, because it's, uh, it's just copper yeah, exactly. on, on that it thing. It looks like a dirty penny yeah it does actually so i was gonna go bad penny but you can't put that on a plate comfortably yeah and i like personalized plates mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to name the vehicles so i was gonna call i was gonna call the here's the story so i found oh. i i found i i would have got a set of custom plates and i could have called it sugar cube sugar cube white okay it's it's big and white yeah. like a sugar cube okay. it's also from 1969 and the number one hit on the radio in 1969 was Sugar Sugar by the Archies. 
How does that song go? I know you know it. Oh, come on. Shut up. I'm not singing it for you. Come on. Just no. a few. Here's a, here's a clip right now inserted into the audio <laughs> of Sugar <laughs> yeah, Sugar. Not the... me singing it. Okay. Of the Archies. Okay. Oh, there it is. The that, Archies. Okay, now I know which song you're Sugar, talking about. Sugar, da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. And that's all I needed. Now I know. So that was the tie-in. That was the number one song oh, of 1969 perfect. was Sugar Sugar. And Neat. I thought I was going to get SGR... C-U-B-E or something yeah. like that. Because you got seven digits, right? Sugar yeah. cube. But the thing is, I found at a, one of the flea markets here, I found a set of plates that had never been used. Oh, so, nifty. So you know how this used to work, right? They'd make it a run of plates every yeah. year. And whatever was left would go down to Regina and go to Ipsco. And yeah. they'd just get melted down. Melt them. So some guy there thought it'd be a good idea to keep some. And he did. He kept a lot of them. Ah. And whatever the story is, up until 2018, those plates never got opened. They were in the in the package, wow. in the in the paper package, never opened. Oh, but it neat. says on, it says on the outside what the plate number is. So yeah. I picked three one one nine three three. I picked the plate number and opened it. And there's two brand new 1969 plates and the little War Amps key tags. Yes, that match. That used to have the little picture yep. of your license plate. Beautiful. Plus the order form you mail in to register your name, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you're now allowed to display old plates on your car. So that was why I had like, it's their original plates. They've never been used. They're brand new. So anyways, I would, I probably would have called it sugar cube, but it's just the Buick now. (laughs) I don't know. So now did you get a personalized plate? Of that number, and you just run the classic plate that's, set? That's the rules. Perfect. That's the rules. You, you, you order yeah. a new version, a new Saskatchewan yeah. customized plate throw with that number. Trunk. Throw it in the trunk, and then you put the other two on uh, the actual neat. vehicle. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So you're driving around legal on top of legal. Not it's to mention, so correct. I'll bet you like those auto scanners the police have don't pick up that old no, stuff. Negative. Not enough reflection. I'll bet you even the speed cameras Perfect. wouldn't notice. Oh yeah, big dreaming over here thinking your car is going <laughs> to break the speed limit. That thing goes at the speed of smell. Oh, hang don't on. give yourself too much credit. Hang on a sec though. <laughs> That's got a 278 rear end. So she's meant for speed. Yeah. I mean and not pulling the camera. Not pickup, but <laughs> But I'll. But you know what? Sixty miles an hour, you dump it, and there's there is a little electronic kick down in that TH yeah. four hundred. Yeah. Down in a second, and scream route. It like it. Ooh. It moves. It yeah. moves passing. It really does. I'll bet I, I haven't gone about faster than. Mm, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. About that fast. <laughs> But I'll bet you it'd bury the speedometer. Oh, yeah. And it goes to 120. It probably really would. I bet you. Lay into it. Uh, if you had like a higher rear end, like a 373 or something like that, yeah. it'd have a lot more spunk. Donuts. It would do donuts. Do, do, like do. I've never tried, and I'm, I'm not going to. Might gonna, have to. I'm not going to try. If I pull the rattle out and you pull out sugar cube, we might have to do. Okay, one guarantee though. If I blow up my transmission, though, you're, you're fixing it though. For sure. We've got the hoist in the back. We'll pull her in. <laughs> I'll phone the team. We'll, we'll have it lowered and dual exhaust oh, before shit. you know it. No, dual exhaust already on. Competition already did it for me. Ooh, Sounds pretty good. Fancy schmancy. Yeah, Flowmasters. You rich guys in your fancy Flo- cars. <laughs> I saved up for three years for that exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and every time you'd phone to get a revised quote, it's up another 25. Shit. Another 35. God damn it. Yeah. Damn you, inflation. <laughs> damn you to hell. This has been a lot of fun, Chad. Thanks for joining me today. 
No, that's great. I appreciate it. I love talking about myself. I love talking about business. <laughs> I love talking about our industry. Yeah. You know, the more I can do it, the, you know, you hope every time I see a little kid at a car show, you just, come on, kid, just find something that you like and you will be broke for your life. <laughs> I promise, you know, I hope you like Camaros. Are you a Mustang kid? What are you? You know, let's get them hooked and, and get these kids broker than broke. Even even if you're a loser, even if you're a loser like me and you like land yachts or exactly, I don't know, thirties cars or who knows, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Why do we never pick the really neat cars? Right? Like same thing. My shiny ones in Oldsmobile, like, that's a uncle's fast car, right? Uh-huh. It's not a Camaro. It's not a Trans Am. It's not a Mustang. It's a big bodied Oldsmobile with power windows and power seats. Like it was just grandpa stuff. You know, the crazy <laughs> uncle had the big car. The crazy right? uncle. Yeah. yeah. And grandma had my Buick. So yes, exactly. I mean, for sure. Thank you, grandma. Yeah. Thanks for taking care of it. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, for more uh, like this, go to jthomasauto.ca. You're always going to hear a new episode every week. Bald Tires is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. And find pictures of what we talked about today on jthomasauto.ca, Facebook, and Instagram, too. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires. I'm Jay Thomas.